This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church on this fourth Sunday of Easter. As we continue to gather together and proclaim to the world, I have seen the Lord. Whether you are a longtime member with us or visiting us for the very first time, we welcome you. We are thrilled you have chosen to worship with us today. Following the resurrection, the disciples had a number of encounters with the risen Christ. He called them by name. He appeared to them behind locked doors. He welcomed them into the ordinariness of a day on the beach and asked them to come and have breakfast. But in each of these encounters, the disciples walked away being able to proclaim, I have seen the Lord. In our worship today and in our lives day to day, may we too be empowered to proclaim to the world, I have seen the Lord. Let us prepare our hearts for worship.
If you have your home worship bulletin, we invite you now to join us in our responsive call to worship. Beloved of God, if you lift your net and it is empty, come and worship. We'll cast it out again into Christ's abundance. If you open your eyes but do not recognize the Holy One, come and worship. We'll find the risen Christ here among us. If your life is filled with mourning, come and worship. Christ is leading a dance of joy. Children of God, come and worship. Let us give blessing and honor and glory to God. Let us worship God together. Friends, Christ is a Christ who saves. Saves us from doing too much. Saves us from doing too little, saves us from the faults that we have in ourselves, saves us from ourselves. So let us take time now, trusting in that loving and merciful, saving God, and confess our sins using a prayer of confession as it is printed in your home worship bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Let us pray. Merciful God, save us from ourselves, we continue to do the same things over and over, expecting different results. Merciful Lord, save us from doing too much. We go fishing every day, not noticing you waiting with a meal on the beach. Merciful Lord, save us from doing too little. We say we love you, and yet so often we neglect your sheep. Merciful Lord, save us from ourselves. Help us to open our hearts to your call. Help us to hear and respond when you say, follow me. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. Christ came into the world not to condemn it, that the world might be saved through Christ. Friends, in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Good morning, my young friends. I say good morning because right now it is still morning where I am, and I am up before everyone in my house. But I got up because I wanted to talk to you. In our Bible story today, we are reading from John's Gospel, and there is a story there where Jesus, after he has died and risen from the dead, he appears to his disciples on a beach. And at first, they're not catching any fish, and he tells them to go fish some more. I know you'll catch some this time, and they do. And suddenly they realize it's Jesus. And then do you know what he says to them? He says, come and have breakfast. Isn't that the funniest thing? He says, come and have breakfast with me. And the more I thought about that, the more I realized I just love that. A, because breakfast is my favorite meal of the day and I'm getting ready to make some eggs and bacon. But the thing I love most about that is Jesus reminds them, 
I want to be a part of the ordinary parts of your day. I want to be a part of your day, even if it's you sitting around a meal by yourself or with your family, I want to be with you there. And that is such a gift that even as we remember Jesus is with us in all kinds of ways all the time, Jesus also wants to be with us in the most ordinary moments. And so I am remembering that this morning as I get ready to have breakfast. And I hope you are remembering that as you have breakfast or have breakfast in all the days to come. Jesus says, come and have breakfast with me. He wants to be with you in everything, even the most ordinary of moments, even the things you do all the time. And we give thanks for that. So I'm going to invite you to pray with me and then I'm going to go cook some eggs and bacon. Please pray with me. Dear God, we thank you for ordinary moments and we thank you that you want to be a part of them. Thank you for inviting us to breakfast. Amen. I'll see you next time. Friends, as we approach a time for the hearing of Scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 21. We continue our series regarding the resurrected Christ, the past couple of weeks, we have heard stories from John where Mary Magdalene saw the resurrected Christ and Jesus called her by name. We also remember when Jesus appeared to the disciples in the locked room, he breathed on them and said, Peace be with you, and said, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. So let us turn now to John's Gospel, chapter 21, for the hearing of this scripture. Listen for the word of the Lord. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there, together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana of Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. 
That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was torn. The net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the past couple of weeks, we've been journeying with the disciples as they have encountered the risen Christ again and again. Here in the gospel, according to John, we first remember that Mary ran into Jesus in a garden after he had been raised from the dead. She didn't recognize him at first, but then he called out her name as she knew that it was him. We sat with the disciples behind locked doors as the risen Christ appeared and proclaimed, Peace be with you. And today we're closing out our encounters with the risen Christ, at least in this gospel, according to John, in this third and final appearance. But the interesting thing about this particular encounter is that it is full of flashbacks, full of reminders of all the places we've been with Jesus in the days gone by. For example, when we hear of Jesus blessing fish and bread, we are reminded all the way back about John chapter 6, when Jesus blessed five loaves of bread and two fish. And with that, he was able to feed 5,000 people on the same shores. And also, when we hear of the disciples casting their net on the right side of the boat, we are reminded of all the fishing trips that the disciples go on in the Gospels, and how somehow they are not able to catch any fish without the help of Jesus, for they always need Jesus' help. We read in these final verses on the banks of the Sea of Tiberias that at first none of the disciples recognized the risen Christ. And we are immediately, immediately transported back to Mary, who, while it was still dark, encountered the risen Christ, and she did not recognize him either. Nor did the disciples, when he first appeared to them, in a locked room. But why are these flashbacks here at all? Why is this imagery here at the end of John's gospel when we've already been here? Does John think we've missed the point? Is he using these final pages to drive it all home one more time? I wondered about that. 
And then I realized that perhaps John gives us one more encounter with the risen Christ, one, one that hearkens back to all kinds of places that we've been before to remind us that even though the gospel account is drawing to a close, the story of Jesus Christ will never be confined to the past. The story of Jesus Christ is a story that's ongoing. It's a story that's never over. Christ returns to the disciples in these resurrection stories not to end the gospel, but to prepare them for a whole new beginning. Because as the disciples are sent into the world, the story doesn't end. It continues. For if you recall, Jesus said to them in that locked room, as the Father has sent me, so I will send you. Through these stories, we are transported back to the same lake and the same disciples, to a meal of bread and fish, to remember that Jesus Christ continues to bless us and feed us, that the generosity of Christ could never be confined to the past, but is ever present to wherever the Spirit of God is moving in the world. In these stories, we are transported back to those fishing expeditions with the disciples so that we can remember that as Jesus is sending us out to do God's mission in the world, we will always need Christ's guidance on our journey. And through the stories of Mary on the first Easter morning, we are reminded that even when we have the best intentions, we too might not recognize the risen Christ when he is right in front of us. And perhaps we need those reminders because we too are being sent into the world as Christ's disciples. Perhaps John wants to remind us that no matter where we go, no matter where we are sent, the risen Christ will be with us every step of the way. Just as Jesus was with those disciples centuries ago, he will be present with us, blessing us, feeding us, guiding us. He will be with us even when we fail to recognize him right in front of us. And knowing that we never journey alone, we are being sent into the world to serve and to love and to fulfill every mission that Christ calls us toward. But we are also being sent into the world to bear witness to the risen Christ at every turn. We are being sent out like Mary to proclaim, I have seen the Lord. We are sent out like the disciples to proclaim, this has to be the Lord. We are sent out to bear witness to Christ's presence time and time again. We are sent into the world to bear witness to Christ's abundance and generosity 
We are sent into the world to bear witness to the ways that God is guiding us and feeding us and strengthening us on the way. We are called into this world, sent into this world to bear witness. To bear witness to the ways God has been moving in our midst, even when we failed to see him in days gone by. We will encounter the risen Christ, my friends. But we are sent into the world to tell his story. We are sent into the world to bear witness to these encounters. Because the story of Jesus Christ is never meant to be a story that's confined to the past one that only ever happened centuries ago, but rather the gospel of Jesus Christ is a story that's still being told. A story that, thanks be to God, we have the opportunity to tell time and time again. Recently, Rachel and I asked some church members of the MPC community to share stories about how people have experienced the risen Christ in their lives. And when Rachel and I received these stories, we were amazed at the power and grace that was filled in their experiences. Some members shared vulnerable moments about dark and deep places where they experienced loneliness and suffering. And in these moments, the members shared that Christ did not come to them and get rid of the darkness or the suffering, but instead they felt a deep abiding power of God's presence helping them along the way. As one member puts it, they resonated with the words of Job after Job had suffered. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. We also heard of stories of members of the congregation sharing the risen Christ amongst friends and family and loved ones. After long walks on a long day or in the small yet profound moments sharing a meal with one another, these members had recognized the risen Christ in their midst, around table, and in nature, and they knew that they were not alone. So how have you encountered the risen Christ? How have you known Christ's abundance and generosity and faithfulness and guidance and peace and presence? Thanks be to God, as followers of Christ, my friends, we will encounter him. But as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are being sent into the world to bear witness. To bear witness to a story that's still being told because the story of Jesus Christ is never one that could be confined to the past. It is a story that is always moving, always growing, always by the grace of God changing people's lives. And it is the story we have the privilege to be a part of. As the Father has sent me, 
so I send you. Go and bear witness. Amen. Let us join our voices together as we affirm what we believe through a portion of a brief statement of faith that can be found in your home worship bulletin. Together, let us state what we believe. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, preaching good news to the poor and release to the captives, teaching by word and deed and blessing the children, healing the sick and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling all to repent and believe the gospel. Unjustly condemned for blasphemy and sedition, Jesus was crucified, suffering the depths of human pain and giving his life for the sins of the world. God raised this Jesus from the dead, vindicating his sinless life, breaking the power of sin and evil, delivering us from death to life eternal. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. As we continue in this Easter season, my friends, we encounter the risen Christ in a multitude of ways. At this time, I invite you back to your home worship bulletin as we pause for prayer. And I invite you to take out a pen or, and a piece of paper or talk with those who you are worshiping alongside this day and answer at least one of the following questions. The first question, of these three resurrection accounts in John, the three that we have journeyed through in the last three weeks, which do you resonate with most and why? Those three accounts can be found in John 20 and John 21, and the specific verses are listed in your home worship bulletin if you need a reminder. But again, the first question is, of these three resurrection accounts in John, which do you resonate with most and why? The second question is, even though we are separated from one another, where are you feeling sent this week by God? And the third question is, how can we be praying for you this week? In that third question, I hope you will share with the people you are worshiping alongside how we can be praying for you this week. But if you are worshiping alone this day, I invite you in the coming hours to send an email to your pastors, letting them know how we can be praying for you this week. This is a season when we need each other, friends. And so please, please share your prayers with us. We want to be praying for you in every way we can. We're going to encourage you to pause the video now and sit with these questions for a few minutes. When you're done writing or sharing with the people that you're worshiping alongside, feel free to turn the video back on and we'll enter into a time of prayer together.
Let us pray. Loving parent, you call us by name and care for us as your children. Hear our prayers before you as we bear who we are in this moment. Like Peter, rushing to you through the waves of the Sea of Galilee, we remove our self-defenses and all that keeps us from you. We are reminded through the stories of Christ just how you feed us and care for us and show yourself to us. We are comforted by the stories of disciples past and the presence of the saints who have gone on ahead as we mourn the death of friends and family, especially Anne Hugh, Richard Kearns, and Linda Tadlock. Loving God, we pray to you that you meet us in this moment. Heal us who are sick, restore us who are discouraged, calm us who are worried, and lift all of us in our joys. Resurrected Christ, you came to your friends on a beach and showed to all the power and majesty of the mundane the comfort of a charcoal fire, the fulfillment of ordinary bread and fish, the abundance of life and love from a simple meal with friends. There is no gift of yours that is too small to give the greatest thanks in all the world, and we praise you for the presence in our lives during these days, for happiness of a phone call, the miraculous relief we feel when we hear good news, the strength from friends and family when we are in need of support. Your holy and spirit-filled presence is poured out all around us, O God, emboldening us for the journey ahead as we are sent into the world, proclaiming your never-ending story. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, in the glory now and forever. Amen. We are an Easter people, my friends. And so thanks be to God, as we are sent into this world, we will encounter the risen Christ. But as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are sent into this world to bear witness, to bear witness to a story that is still being told. Thanks be to God, it is still being told. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen.
See? 